forever. Dog. I like having fun. I like to laugh. I like to meet people. I'm calling in from Canada, okay? Oh and right I wanted just to let you know that I'm proud of you for the work you're doing on the show, okay? Well, I'd like to thank you personally uh, from uh, Glendale. Thank you, Tim. And I'm going to speak to Doug real quick, okay? Hello. Doug, can you come here? I want to talk to you privately. Yes. Get closer to me. I am so grateful that you are back from your travels of uh, on the on on the sea on the in the ocean. Okay, it's great to hear. I'm gr- I'm glad to be back too. Can you give me a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Good. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Office Hours. It's me, your host, Tim Heidecker, joining via Zoom. I want to thank Zoom for making this possible. And I'm in Canada, Toronto, Canada. You can see the Sky Tower. Pointless piece of... Thank you. A little loud. Um, That symbolizes the Ozempic being shot up around the... <laughs> Good morning. See that. And Doug is back in the studio. We have a new rule. New rule. Uh, new rule being uh, Doug and I can't be in the same room at the same time. Doesn't work. This works though, right? This, yeah. We had a lot of tension last year, and a lot of it got physical. I'll admit. It did get physical uh, towards the end of last year. And we had a big meeting, all hands on deck. Wes was there and and Luke and old interns, Alec. Who else? Uh, <laughs> we the had whole a big gang. Old, uh, we had a big rumble. Carson that's, flew in. That's why we had to redo the studio because we destroyed it with our what, big what was the guy yeah, before Matt, melee. The, the first producer before Matt, he was there. Aristotle, <laughs> Aristotle. 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 came back. He called the meeting. Yeah. Some of the <laughs> former guests came in. We had uh, Alyssa Lamparis come in. <laughs> it was a nice to Jay see. Jay Weingarten uh, came yeah, in. We let, Dion we let Jay Weingarten back in. And we said, how the hell are we going to keep doing this show? Because Doug and I can't be in the same room. Because it's just, the chemistry's off. <laughs> something about him, something about me, we just do not gel. Creatively, yes. We can, we can gel, but... So the solution was, why don't I go up and be in, live in Canada for the rest of my life? <laughs> what? I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> What the hell does that have to do? With I don't anything? know. He played a he played a drop that it's was not, like some it worked kind of to like, me. Uh, yeah. similar vibe, and I went with it. Hundred uh, percent. Um, 
No, this is, of course, me working as a SAG after uh, actor. <laughs> well, that's great that you're it's getting part acting of my duty. work. That's great that you're getting acting work. I've been trying to get acting work, and I did uh, bring in my my new acting reel, which we can show later. Oh, wanted... we'll show that later in the yeah. second half of the show. Doug's got a new acting reel. Um, Moshe Kasher's already been laughing his little silly head off at just, the show. You can hear his voice. I have a big He's boisterous a laugh. I mean, this is a good podcast. This is a good show. The dynamic here is like really, uh, the tension's palpable. I fired Doug from a podcast as well. <laughs> oh, well, we could talk about that. Yeah, so That's that right. feels you, good. Were you the main firer? I was, uh, I was desperate, the one... desperate to get Doug off the podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, I, you had to give the news uh, to him? Personally? No, we had an HR person do it. Your oh, game that's is best. up. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, planning, I'm planning moves like that. Matt, Matt remind me to get an HR, HR, HR person so we could take care of some things on the no, when it comes to the main cast. Yeah. <laughs> Above the line, yes, I get it. Um, but Moshe, we're going to talk about Moshe. Just just chill for a second. All right, okay? I'm done. I'm, okay. I'm sitting. Back. I know. By the way, Moshe, I've already got issues with you because Moshe comes in. At nine fifty nine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was a sound. You don't realize it's live. We all can well, grow and we all can learn. I'm here. I was. I was on time. That's early. That's one minute early. No, I don't think so. I think the request is nine forty five. You're right. You're right. Which and is I, generous to be like, you know, get here fifteen. If you're doing Colbert, which you're not. I don't know why I'm so spicy with everybody. What's going on? I you feel kissed, like I'm safe. You kissed. Doug I can say whatever I want. To fuck him. Yeah. No one's coming at me. No one can physically get me. I'll send Drake and some um, goons to find you. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I'm just. People think I get all that bent out. So people were giving me shit last week because like th- this drunk driver called in. Did you see that comment, Matt? He Somebody, wasn't driving drunk at the moment. Someone was mad about that. What did you hey, say? They I thought I was just being, I was treating him like a, like I was being an asshole with him. And Zach was very compassionate towards him. And so was I, I thought. But, you know, I was giving him some tough love, maybe. Anyway, um, Moshe's got a new book out. My goodness, I'm listening to it. Can I be Are you really? honest with you? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> That's part of it right there. That's from the audiobook. I did that. I do a lot of sound effects. <laughs> With your mouth. Is there yeah. drops? You There's a lot drop. of drops in the audiobook. <laughs> you should let us do a drop pass to your <laughs> I had Michael Winslow ready? do the audiobook. <laughs> uh, DJ Harrison is also going to be joining us. And was that a recommendation from you, Moshe, or is that coming from you, Matt? Uh, it's from uh, Stone's Throw. Our pals at Stone's Throw sent DJ our okay. way, and we said this sounds But it great. seems like it's in the Moshe um, sphere. I think he's going to like it. Maybe? I think he's going to like it. Yeah. I do like Stone's Throw. Yeah. Is, he, is it DJ Harrison or D- the man named DJ and his last name is Harrison? Nay, it's his name. He's not okay. a DJ. He's not DJ Harrison. Yeah. Okay. He's I'm excited. Music. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's going to play excited. keyboard. Got it set up there. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was... I thought... That was, was conf- well, it was very confusing. I'm a little out of the loop, of course, because I'm up here. But he's setting up his piano. He's going to be playing music. But yeah. I I just thought he was a DJ. <laughs> <And> I, was, <laughs> I really did. 
they have. But I didn't own. give it much thought. If I gave it any thought, I would have been like, "Well, DJ, what is a DJ going to?" I thought we booked like Tiesto on the show. <laughs> I would. That would be such a good booking. I would love that so much. <laughs> Do you guys follow David Guetta on social media? Media? No. no. He's amazing. Social media. Uh, so social media. <laughs> Do you follow in Ibiza, uh, David Guetta? He's trying to solve all of society's um, woes one techno track at a time. <laughs> and, Holy cow. And there's a great video of him on top of a roof going, this one goes out to the family of George Floyd and everyone's oh, yeah. suffering. And then he just starts playing a Martin Luther King uh, track. And then like a year- <laughs> I did see that, yeah. It's a techno track with I Have a Dream Over It. And then a year later, he's like, and now we will solve homophobia. This one goes out to all the, the, the gay community and he plays the exact same Martin Luther King track. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hey, did you listen to that new, um, uh, what's her name, Kate Hudson song? <laughs> Heard about that. Are you into the, are you getting into the, the Kate Hudson scene? She's on Stone's Throw Records as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's Melanie Griffith's oh, daughter? Yeah. How is no, it? No, she's a- Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn's daughter. I get oh, those I mean, and now. Kurt Russell. Well, it's gotta be great Just then. jumps in with the wrong answer, right? So, yeah. But they were, <laughs> yep. I know Miss Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. <laughs> this right. is like, is it's it? not this bad. is the full AI treatment here. <laughs> what, you like it, Doug? Well, you sent that to the thread saying any Kate Hudson heads in here. And I'm like, does Tim like this? And I'm listening to oh, her like, this man. ain't bad. I did her podcast. sometimes Tim has an open mind and he'll listen to something you wouldn't expect. That's true. My brother and I did her podcast. She does a podcast with her brother. She was very sweet. It was a great conversation. I didn't know she was a recording artist, but I think she's great. All right, well, we'll just we'll just uh, put kid gloves on for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to censor yourself. I'm just saying she's a close personal friend. I'm a friend of the family. <laughs> a dear friend. Goldie Hawn is my godmother. <laughs> but say what you need to say. Now check this out about. I was thinking about this about uh, we talked about time, it. perspective, and this is maybe mostly towards Doug here, but. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. Today, it was the anniversary, it was a 20-year anniversary of Janet Jackson's uh, wardrobe malfunction oh my God. Uh -huh. I remember that. at the Super Bowl. And it's, it's impactful to me because that, I remember that so well because I was driving across country on my move to Los Angeles at that, during that event. So that makes this my 20-year anniversary in Hollywood. <laughs> is Janet still uh, in prison for 20 that? 20 years, is baby. Is she still serving time for that? 20 years I've been at the grind. 20 years since I said goodbye to the 9 to 5 and woke up every day to be a creative person, and that's been my life. Let's hear it for me. What about you, Doug? Is I'll that, be celebrating. That, you must be 20 plus. Well, I came out just before you did, but I met you like... Within a year after I moved out here, so right. you and I will be celebrating our twentieth. Let's do it. <laughs> I think I'll be at five years in a year and a half or so. Definitely not notable. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> a couple other things to mention. We've got Vic's got a new guy. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. And we're gonna talk about that. And I think Moshe, you're gonna love this guy. 
I can't wait. Um, Vic will post to the to our te- uh, che- <laughs> our text thread and say, "There's a new guy that I found. A new <laughs> yeah, guy. I found a <laughs> new guy. It's the guy you found online. Oh yeah, it's a new guy. A guy yeah, that yeah, like low cool. numbers in the views. I love stuff like that. Like, <laughs> Just a like man with no views, but you have found. But him. But I found him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Hey, maybe we could do a parody of a like a girl group thing where it's like. Vic's got a new guy. Wonder what he's like. Hey Vic's now, hey now. Guy. Vic's got a guy. <laughs> Maybe somebody out there can make yeah, that for us by the end of the show. Vic's got a new guy. Wonder what he's like. I'm pretty right? live. Have you ever met guy. one of your guys, Vic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a few of them. Um, well, right here, uh, Sir Anthony is a guy yeah, I collaborate I'm tired of that with. Guy, <laughs> I got I got his wristbands on. Yeah, he new collaborates video coming with out. these guys. Too. Oh yeah, next you week start working with the guys. Yeah, new yeah. video dropping next the vortex. week. It's Sir, be awesome. Sir Anthony Jesselnick? No, no, just, no. Just uh, Sir, you discovered Sir Anthony Jesselnick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right That's right. cool. No, but the uh, the big one was um, I was making videos of this guy giving or selfie, you know, style rants. It was Robert Davi from the Goonies. The the oh cool. And he reached out to me eventually, and we met up, and he wanted to meet up, and. That was that. We settled things. I um I discovered Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Whoa! <laughs> on the champs, yeah. We were. Uh, Doug was there. It was. A, I was the first guy ever to kind of see his potential. Was well, he on the champs? He's an actor. No, he was. He is an actor now. At the time, he was. At the time, he was just a wrestler. No, he worked at Jamba Juice. <laughs> no, I found that guy. That's my guy. Come on, man. We're All not, right. We're not joking around. On I this thought show. this was like more of a silly pod. <laughs> <laughs> what are the different kinds of podcasts? Are you doing the rounds? I am doing the rounds. Yes, I am. I heard Matt told me a nasty rumor, and I guess it can, we can confirm it. You did the Joe Rogan experience. I did do that yesterday. Yesterday, yes. You did it. You went down. You went down. To, oh, look at you! I don't read. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't read. He, he didn't. He didn't read your book. Did you read my book? Oh yeah, you're audio booking it. Doug, what about you? What is trending? <laughs> He's not reading it. <laughs> Doug, will you read my book? I'm reading your wife's book. It is right. a good. My wife's and that's a great. Good. That's hilarious, by the way. Do you guys just? Well, sit let to, me ask you. Do you guys just is sit it back uncomfortable? To, I have a question, real is quick. Is it uncomfortable to do Rogan? Like, do you? How do you? Uh, like, do you go back with him or something? Is it uncomfortable? Uh, no, no, I, no. I, I mean, I'm, well, just because he's such a pig, like so he's such a like clearly <laughs> but such a bad guy. He smokes cigars. No, I'm just asking honestly because I know you probably disagree with him about so I'm many a things. Fucking bona fide moron. Um, I, I guess I am not of the position that because I disagree with a person, I can't like have a conversation with them. I agree with him. Fair enough. Smash cuts. Fucking hilarious. But you didn't get into it with him, right? You're not like going on there to like debate. No, no, no. I was there to talk about my book, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was nice of him to have me on and I'm, yeah. Whoa. And there we go. There we go. There we go. (laughs) All right. You've been awkward this entire podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, there's, uh, there's. I'm done giving you shit about it. All right, you've taken your, your. Licks. I took my licks. The act of learning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about his fans, though? Where are you? Shit, talk his fans. Where are you at in the book? That's what I. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, I'm still. Uh, I just finished the first story. The the AA one. AA. Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean, that. listen, it's a miracle you're here. It's a miracle you're. It's a miracle alive. I got here on time for the the live podcast I know. to begin. Calm down. No, I didn't really know that much about your past. I, I unfortunately didn't read the. I feel like I'm going to go back and read your first book. Oh, that's nice. There's so much. Uh, I mean, so much of your life seemed to take place before you like 
turn, were, were able to drive. Well, th- yeah, that, that is true. I went, to, I went to like rehab three times by the time I turned 15. Somebody uh, actually in the comments yesterday said, uh, what a BS story. Nobody goes to rehab at 13. Like he had figured they, out the- They know best. <laughs> well, like they had I mean, figured they out the smoking <laughs> gun and this whole thing was right. a lie and it just took one comment on my Instagram that kind of unraveled the entire I'm thing. I'm drunk. I'm high. Uh, I read your first Rogan book. Drops. I read your first book. We're moved uh, on from that. <laughs> I read your first book, uh, you Casher in the Rye, of course. Right? Casher in the Rye? <laughs> yeah. I remember but once- how did you get how did you get your hands on that much booze at that age? Well, I was a prolific uh, shoplifter. Well, there's a number of different ways in which we got booze. There was a guy named Little Mikey Rip It Up in Oakland <laughs> that we used to hang out with, and he was like one of our core friends. Um, and we we hung out with him every day, and he was 35, and we were all 13 and 14 years old, and he would so go- So this is a cool guy. He was like a really cool guy, um, <laughs> like we thought. He, we were like, this guy, Mikey's cool, like he loves us. And he would go and he would buy liquor for us. He lived above a church uh, uh, on College Avenue in Oakland, and we would hang out in his like little parsonage up on top of the church. And then one day the church found out that we were all there, and they called our parents, and they were like, you know, Mike has like the mind of of a of a twelve year old, and you're oh, okay. he, and he he's hanging out with these kids because he wants friends. But you know, this is an inappropriate friendship, and it kind of like dissolved the whole thing. So then I had right. to, um, which made sense, you know, to us. Like we just thought he was one of us, and in a way, he actually was one of us. Uh, right. But we hung out with a lot of people. Un- like pe- there was a guy named Leotis who lived in T- Tilden Park in a tent. And he had an ass. I remember he had an ascot, and he would buy us alcohol. And there was a guy named Nate who lived in, but he went by Frohawk, and he lived in the sewers underneath, like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> wow. He lived in the sewers underneath um, College Avenue in Oakland. I slept actually in the sewers uh, a few nights with Nate. Uh, How, on, on in the, the sewers. What, 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 like, what do you mean you sleep social, in the sewers? What, what social class were you? Like what Ninja economic turtle. level were you? <laughs> Uh, I would up. say low. We, I grew up on on uh, on welfare. My mother, my mother and father are deaf, and so right. we, we were on welfare on SSI. We were on state disability, and okay. uh, so I would say we were we were we were pretty poor. But we always we had enough. I had enough to buy pizza for the the nights in the sewers. So you were you should buy. Did you see Gary Goldman Goldman special? Yeah, it's good. It's about it's kind of about that a little bit. Jews right? on welfare. Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. <laughs> if you can catch us, we'll grant you a wish, but we're very tricky. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that was sort of the, the, the beginning uh, of my life. That, and I was a prolific shoplifter, too. But I was also like, um, my friends would always try to, my friends were awful. My friends were like the worst people uh, at the time. I got, they used, we used to rob from each other. I remember we, we used to hang out with this kid named Terry. And uh, he was a little bit like upper middle class. Uh, and we were all like the kind of, you know, broken toys of Oakland. And we hung wow. out with this kid and we went to his house one night for a party and uh, like b- broke into his parents' house and stole their alcohol and like broke a bunch of shit. And he he stopped hanging out with us and, and was like, I don't want to hang out with you guys anymore. And for years we'd talk about Terry, like what a fucking square Terry is. Like what a <laughs> loser. He cut ties with yeah. us just because we like, you know, like slashed his parents' tires or whatever it was that we did. Like, meanwhile, Terry went on to like become a veterinarian and get married and have like yeah. a great life. And me and all my friends just were like falling into deeper levels of degradation. And a lot of those kids went to prison and stuff. And I went to rehab and I got sober when I was 15. I remember in college, I think I was with this friend of mine. I won't say who it is, but he, uh, we were in London and 
he bought some bad weed from some guy. Like he bought basically oregano, you know? Oh yeah, I've been there. And found and was so pissed and wanted to go back. And he's like, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna find this guy and I'm gonna fucking make get my money back. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's just like, you know, college kid not gonna be able to do that. And he's like, You gotta come with me and back me up. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not doing any of that. I don't give like I, that's for Who you was to the guy? With. Who was the and drug like, dealer? Just some dude in the street. Uh-huh. He was just some like, <laughs> you know, that that was there every every day. And he and my friend was so pissed at me. Come on, man. I thought you had my back. I'm like, I don't want to get involved, right? I'm in a foreign country here. And I don't want to sort of settle a drug deal dispute. It's not like you're someone's like, you know, fucking with your honor here or someone's like, you know, I just said, let's leave me out. And I, yeah, but the idea of like, uh, I was the, I was the friend, I was the, I was the opposite of, uh, in, in your story. I was the guy that said, I don't want to have anything to do with you guys. That's the smart, you were smart. I did that by the way. I've done those forensic, uh, when I was young, uh, like fake buds where you'd, you'd get, I remember we would get oregano and we would roll it into Elmer's glue and we would get purple thread. We were really artisans. We'd get purple thread and lace it onto the oregano bud and then and then get a like a really weed looking stick and stick it into the bud and we would I remember we I don't know that this story is true, but it is a true memory. It feels like it was probably an exaggeration. Because we made these buds and then sold it to this guy who bought it and he was so desperate to like like think have people think he was cool, he came back and wanted more. <laughs> oh no. It feels Jeez. impossible that he even smoked it, right? It, it's he not must pot. I, it's a clove cigarette. Ma- Moshe, did did you do uh, drugs b- also besides drinking? Yeah. Weed? Yeah. What'd you get into? I loved I loved acid. I took acid a lot when I was a, li- a very little kid. So like, is it possible Jesus. a lot of these stories are hallucinations? What do you mean by very little kid? <clears throat> oh, I don't, I don't mean six. I mean, tw- like, I started, t- I think I dropped right. acid for the first time when I was 12. Wow. Which, by the way, uh, is not, <laughs> it's not the right time to do acid. I was, I, I did it when I was 16. Yeah. Or 17. I never oh. did anything cool. Do you ever do anything yeah. cool on acid? Like acid stuff, yeah. like watch The Wizard of Oz or go to the forest. Yeah, I watched. Um, definitely did all that. Did uh, went to the forest. Did uh, watch a little two thousand one Space I Odyssey. I didn't do. Anything. I did, You know, it was the best. I'll tell you, what was the best. Yes. Uh, trampoline, <laughs> listening to uh, like Axis Bold as Love. If you know that album, oh sure, by Jimmy yes. Hendrix. Especially the song. That song, Axis Bold as Love. Um, Peaking. I think, okay. I think I listened to some cool um I listened to some cool songs, but we would like take acid and go to the BART station and just hang out in a parking lot and right. stare at That's tires. not good. No, I want to do it now. But now I'm all sober. Yeah. Everything's unfair. I've been thinking about this a lot. Kids have baby teeth. Their first five years of their life they have uh temporary teeth and then they grow their permanent teeth in. We gotta reverse yeah. that. We gotta be we should be born. We should be born with permanent teeth, okay? Babies would be much less cute because they'd have really big teeth and it <laughs> yeah, would be, be really strange. scary I'm for a long time. trying to picture that. It's a little strange. So kids are born with permanent teeth. Like adult te- size teeth. Huh? Adult size teeth. Okay. You, it, it's harder to love your yeah. kid because they look like monsters. Right. But then when they get to be adults, they've got permanent teeth. And then when you get to about 55, your teeth fall out uh-huh. and you grow adult teeth for the final yeah. chapter of your life. So you've got really nice, shiny teeth. I love that. Well, I, I have a dentist. different perspective. Oh. I think we should be continuously growing teeth 
And then we go and get them shaved get them down up. like our nails. Like, like a shark. beaver. Yeah, you got to keep eating. Otherwise, yeah. they'll... But like, sharks just lose them left and right all the time. You know, it's, it's, fine, it's my least favorite know? thing yeah, about Yeah, but sharks. you don't yeah. want to be yeah. walking around with like f- missing teeth in your yeah. adulthood. <laughs> you don't have to brush them as much. That's Ferengi style. Yeah. You know the Ferengis. You know about the Ferengis, fellas? Is that a Star Trek thing? Yeah. They're the, uh, the, the, the space Jews. They um, shave their teeth down for sexual uh, attractiveness the, to, to attract Ooh. mates. They have sharp teeth, and they shave them on down. Holy By man. the way, I was uh, you, this this fake pot stuff reminded me that, that the, this is the worst thing I've ever one of the worst things I've ever done. Not for money, just for fucking with somebody. In in college, we cut up some paper to look like tabs of acid. Oh yes, um, I've and done gave that. it to some dude that we were fucking with and Smoke weed. <laughs> Said this is some good. This is the good shit, man. And we all <laughs> pretended we were tripping on acid. <laughs> Did he, he pretend? Did the guy you gave it to say, "I, I can feel it"? I think. I think he kind of like played along, and then sort of was like, "I don't know, it's not working for me." You know. <laughs> acid. Well, when's the last time you did acid? Anyone? Um, smoke on the air. I don't care. Is it not? Is it one thirty here? I guess play some. <laughs> I, I want to do acid. I hey, haven't. You never have. No. I haven't done it since before college. Since I probably. Really I never have either. Because I had, never have. But I've been. I never have. Because I had a roommate. I've done that mushrooms. Went, uh, I've done mushrooms since then. Recently, yeah, mushrooms are great. Recently, yeah. Oh, you've done mushrooms. Yeah, yeah mushrooms. Mushrooms yeah, and yeah. acid. I feel, and I know that the hippie community is going to rise up against me uh-oh, for saying what uh-oh. I'm about to say. But mushrooms and acid, it's. Very, it's very similar slightly, experience. Yeah, okay. Have you done mushrooms, Doug? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, think... but Moshe, Moshe, um, if I could just reel this back in. No. Um, I want to talk about... <laughs> yes, Tim. The, it, the, if you do... What, when I'm doing mushrooms, and, uh, you know, this is veering into Rogan uh, show territory, which I'm trying to avoid, <laughs> but... Um, you do small doses of mushrooms it is very different than the acid experience if you because so, acid and, is so and, powerful and, yes yeah. and i suppose if you did tiny doses of acid you would may, that would also be maybe be similar to doing tiny doses of mushrooms well i'm so. starting a movement a psychological movement for people uh, to do a very <laughs> You're little starting amount. a psychological movement uh, uh, go it, on yeah for people to do um, small amounts of of acid uh, in the morning and i'm calling it tiny dosing the pounding called tiny oh, dosing <laughs> okay i'm trying to yeah, spread that that should that should be great well you know about um, everybody's microdosing, right that's a thing yeah i know yeah people, know. people say, see, tech uh silicon valley ceos say that they microdose in the morning and it makes them be able to close deals better yeah it it, it provides uh energy and focus they say clarity yeah. um matt we should take a zoomer here make sure we're on the air um, can we just say good morning yeah let's talk to nick <laughs> Nick at the office. Build that wall. Build that wall. Everybody. Stop it. Wall. <laughs> Build that wall. Stop it. Who the hell is this? What is Build this? My wall. accountant checking in? <laughs> it's close. Let's do my taxes on I like the how he's at a skyline too. It's like we're all we're yeah, all look at that. At a, you know. Where are you? What city are you? Uh, I'm in Chicago. Oh, cool. Where, what do you do for a living? Um, where, where, are you at work? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm representing Sweet the white home, collar, white collar crowd. You represent white collar nice. criminals? No, the crowd. The oh, crowd, the white collar crowd. crowd. The, the, that's, there's a there's a, a a long war between the blue collar and the white collar. Oh yes, Moshe, we have a lot of blue collar workers call in, like people working at. <laughs> <laughs> we really do at factories and uh, shipping yards and stuff like that. <laughs> 
and warehouse, a lot of warehouses. And the white collar community is getting a little offended because they're like, hey, we're here too. But obviously, they don't have the kind of idle time that some of these warehouse people have. <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's looking. He's getting into, he's got a reply to this uh, summons coming in. But so, uh, what can I do for you up there in Chicago? So, I had a, um, this is sort of like an old matter of business, but I had a theory as to why Richard Dreyfus was slipping out of that chair. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> from a, long, a long time ago. And it comes from another uh, Richard D., who we all know, Richard Dunn. Uh, there's uh-huh. that episode of Tim and Eric where he has that disease where he needs everyone's bones. They're going to call in and uh, give him their bones. And there's a really funny shot of him sliding down <laughs> his chair because of his disease. Oh, yeah. and I was wondering if Richard Dreyfus perhaps was suffering from the same affliction. I mean, you're welcome to wonder that. That's the that's <laughs> the beauty of the human mind. You know, I could say this, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I would. T- I have another theory, which is I know Richard Dreyfus to be a joke thief. Like that's just something that's known in the Hollywood <laughs> community. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus. Like in fam- like interviews and stuff. Fa- just, just a famous joke thief. On on he used to do stand up, and so I'm thinking maybe he stole the bit from Tim and Eric. Like he was actually aping the bit. That's something to think about. There's definitely a couple of different things to think about. And I might not. And I might not, though. Well, thank you for that. Um, I want to turn things to a big uh, breaking news. In We have now, uh, Vic has got some footage of one of the great actors, I think, of the 20th century, uh, Mr. Michael Douglas. Um Enjoying some seafood. So let's take a look at Michael Douglas enjoying some seafood. Oh my God. Okay. The biggest oyster I have ever seen. That's the news. Nice. <laughs> That's break, breaking worldwide. Didn't he have some issues with his throat a while yeah. ago? Uh, it was from, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Good. Yeah, from eating a bad oyster. I remember that. <laughs> right. No, if he you ate, know what I mean. He <laughs> ate Catherine Zeta-Jones' oyster so long. <laughs> he had some throat if you know It doesn't I mean. seem like a good idea for him to be eating that. That's oh, so, man. Oh, that was visceral <laughs> and physically difficult for me to watch. You could taste it, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's do the city of the day real quick. The city of the day. All right, the City of the Day is brought to you by the Groundhog Steak of the Month Club. February 2nd is Groundhog's Day. It's the perfect reminder to join the Groundhog Steak of the Month Club. Housing developers around the country have been building beautiful subdivisions, running groundhogs out of their holes. Our agents have been collecting, clubbing, and artisanally carving up those filthy little whistle pigs for you to enjoy at home. The only shadow our hogs cast will be from the Edison bulb above your sink, your kitchen table. Every month, frozen hole-to-table shanks, steaks, mini ribs, and our popular no-stink bone-in hog knuckle soup will be shipped to your doorstep. 
We'll even throw in a skull or two at no additional charge. They're great for teething kids to gnaw on. Office Hours listeners get a free six-pack of hog water made from real groundhog fur rinsings and eyeball pressings. Just go to hogstoheaven.extinct and use the code word TIM. Okay. Now, let me hear this jingle before I drown from my mouth, which is extremely watering. All right. <laughs> Doug's so into it. I made a rave one for Moshe. This is very ravey. <laughs> Let's find out who our city of the day is, Matt. <laughs> Zachary, you there? Yes. This is Zach from last week calling in. Zach from, uh, oh, there he is. Zach with the Tim Heidecker Aquarium Drunkard right. cap on, which yes. I wore all the, summer The Tim long. Heidecker edition. Yeah. The Tim edition. Uh, Where I are you calling in, from? I am in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Tell us something about Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Well, right now, our claim to fame would be we are hosting one of the very few prestigious stops on the joint uh, Kid Rock and Small Town Guy, I can't remember his name, uh, tour. Oh, John Mellencamp? No. <laughs> no, the uh, oh, Trinidad. Uh, Jason Aldean. Small, yeah, small Town. Yeah, Jason Aldean. Yeah, when the Jason and Aldean. I heard. The Jason Aldean Kid Rock uh, embarrassment tour. Is that one stopped. redheaded guy there? Oh, the, the uh, you know what I'm talking Waylon to. To the heavens oh. about um, the culture no, war. Rich yeah. men north of Richmond. That that's what I was thinking. Oh. Was. <laughs> you know, I heard recently. I heard recently that Kid Rock is one of the greatest concert experiences of all time. <laughs> that he puts on an unbelievable show, and I must say, I do believe that the show is probably good. Well, it's going to be actually hosted a few miles outside of our town. Uh, Less popular bluff. Well, how are you going to get yeah. there? Unpopular. Well, bluff. it's a place called Bricks Off Road. Uh, it's for like driving your ATVs around in the mud, um, so that's where it's going to be. Uh, I, I imagine uh, it'll be uh, it'll live up to the Kid Rock uh, the hype that you're given. Are you going to go? I, can you get back to us, Moshe, on where you heard that from? <laughs> I was I was talking. It I feels was, like it's coming yeah, from like the, the Kid Rock publicity yes, department. No, I'm totally serious. And it was not, uh, it, I was talking to someone about the greatest concerts he'd ever seen. And he said, Oh, it's Joe Rogan. That's what you were talking off the air. It was <laughs> not Joe Rogan. And he said, I have to tell you, this is a little weird, but one of the best shows I, live shows I ever saw was Kid Rock. And I actually think you should go. Tim, I think that you should buy him a ticket to go see Kid Rock. Can't someone say? Oh, they're probably twenty five dollars. I don't. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Decide. Like, well, what, Tim, what, I did I'll, see you in St. Louis. So, thank you. That was a good show. A, the uh, yeah, that was good. Was that place called again? The uh, the pageant. The pageant. Yeah. I wonder if it's modern day rock or if it's like Woodstock '99 kid rock. 
Well, wait, Tim, do you think it's a bad concert? Like, I'm, obviously, the music is not well, good. Well, the but music you, is bad. Obviously, and then the what else is bad. there? There's well, just I guess, like, the pyrotechnics. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I could. Your parents told you this, that this was my a great concert. Yeah, my, mom, <laughs> <laughs> my mom loved it. She's deaf. My dad loved it. He's been dead since 2001. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, good one, you can stay parents. <laughs> um,. Well, well, let's break it down. I mean, the music's no good. The message is <laughs> terrible. Uh, then there, then you've got video projections, lights, and pyrotechnics, which, you know, you can get at a hockey game. Wait, I would add one more element, though, which is... Uh, people watching. Oh, two more. Well, the people yeah, watching has got to be mean, fantastic. Yeah. But uh, sure. musical ability would be something. I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not defending Kid Rock. I'm <laughs> saying that's another what, part what of it. What am I looking at? The guy then, playing the... And then the, performance. Dr- the drums? The performance. The performance itself. Like, I'm not a huge, um, like, I- I'm sure you love Kiss. Do you love Kiss, Tim? No. Hate but Kiss. Do you think it's probably a good concert experience? I'm sure it is. I would say for maybe like 10 minutes, it would be curious to me. But I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm i more on the line of like, I, the, the the theatrics of, of live entertainment to me are like, but have they're not, they're very uninteresting to me. Oh, interesting. I, I, I like that. Like, like I saw Guar. Okay. I'm not a big, like, they're like thrash metal, right? I'm not a big thrash metal, but I yeah, was well, like, these guys are great. What a wonderful concert this is. Sure. That, that's, that, that, that would be an example of someone. I saw them years ago. Like, yeah, that's, that's an extreme theatrical. I guess what I mean, like, I, I'm, not di- I'm not dissing uh, theatrical productions and live experiences, I just think these a lot like Kid Rock or whether it's Kid Rock or Fleetwood Mac or whoever. Wait, Fleetwood Mac. You know, Mac? there's there's only so many tools in their toolbox. They're you think have Fleetwood Mac video is video projection? No, no. Well, first of all, what I'm, if I'm going to see Fleetwood Mac? What am I seeing? Because you got Lindsey Buckingham out. Oh right. You got Christine McVie dead. With she's my not going to be on stage, right? She's they won't have her. No, she's with my dad. And now those are right the now. two. Those are the two out of the three primary singer songwriters of that band. That's like right, that's right. like Ringo touring as the Beatles. Right. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think I got. I would love to see Kiss, even though I saw Alice Cooper once in concert, and I went to roll my eyes, and I left like this guy is a master. Rocket man. That's him. Yeah. That's Alice Cooper well, right there. Alice Cooper's one of the coolest performances I've ever seen. He came when down was a, this? Like, he came down a slide with a, a, a spider <laughs> costume on with multiple arms. He's like 85 years old, and he's in like full like Norwegian death metal makeup as he comes down the slide. I thought it was so cool. I hear you. I just don't. I think my reaction to seeing the, Alice Cooper coming down a slide with a spider <laughs> costume on would be sort of like, uh-huh. You know, like, I wouldn't be like, what? I mean, I wasn't, I don't think I was freaking out, but I mean, I'm not saying like I wanted to go buy an Alice Cooper album, but I was glad that yeah. I was at the concert. I thought it was fun. He stole his whole image from uh, Arthur Brown. You know, Arthur yeah, Brown? Yeah, hell, God is Hellfire. Who's Arthur Brown? Brown. All right. I am the God of Hellfire. It doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. Matter. All right. We all, all right. steal. All right. All right. Great artists steal, right? It's true. Um... What else do we want to get into? Yeah, you ever been to visit uh, Vic's guy? You ever been to a rave, Tim? No. Uh, 
you know, maybe in high school once I got I got the hell out of there. Me and Tim quick. and Eric went and we saw DJ Assault once at the DJ Assault at is, the uh, is good at the the Echo. We danced our ass we off. And Tim was even dancing his ass off. You danced. Tim doesn't even remember. But DJ I remember. Assault is like very fast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Ghetto Tech. Ghetto Tech. There was a DJ called DJ Funk that does. Uh, yeah. a, 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 you know DJ Funk? Very very filthy. Uh, rap samples over like really really fast house and techno, and uh, he was really fun. I saw him once. And I, 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 I uh, you know, I was a rave promoter, a rave DJ, an ecstasy dealer, clean and sober ecstasy dealer, <laughs> all through the uh, early '90s in San Francisco in the warehouse. That's the prime. Yeah. That's the prime era. That was my era. I and was, your book is about. <clears throat> might as well tie it in here. It's about your four things that you the subcultures you got into, right? Yeah, it was it was actually it's it's six, and I started oh. with AA and the and rehab and the twelve steps, and when I was like eight months sober, I realized like I'm fifteen, I've got the rest of my life to like find how how to have a good time, and I randomly bought a ticket to a rave, and I went to this rave called Cyberfest '95 in Oakland, <laughs> and I walked in like a wannabe gangster, like a you know a, a little like teenage derelict, mm-hmm. and I walked out. Like, a, I mean, I, I had a Like a candy, what are they called, a candy? A candy, I did have candy. Okay, not only did I have candy. Candy is- Did um, you wear the pacifier? Did yeah. You have the pacifier? Was, yes. Tim, I'm so glad you brought that up. You wear the diaper? <laughs> That's <laughs> a all the baby, All the baby uh, accoutrements. Uh, I, I, I was clean and sober, and people have <laughs> pacifiers at raves for a specific reason, which is that when you take- MDMA, it makes you grind your teeth. And so they would, you would right. suck on oh, a pacifier okay. to avoid uh, grinding your teeth into little rave nubs. But I, I, bought a, I bought a pacifier because I thought it looked cool. Because I was sober <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, didn't need to avoid that. I bought a Tweety Bird pacifier. I used to wear it around my neck with a uh, Muppet Baby's shoelace. Oh, man. I had like, I, I used to put a, a, a gorilla um, a hand puppet on and go to raves. I bought, I, I like burned all of my like wannabe gangsta gear and I went to like Ross and bought like five pairs of Jinkos that I would switch out. And I, I, would put the, the, I would put the puppet on my hand and a glow stick in the other hand and I would go dance all night completely sober. The, the, the degree by which we would not have been friends during that <laughs> period is incalculable. <laughs> But here's the thing. Incalculable. Well, here's the thing. Speaking of, uh, it actually connects back to whether or not Kid Rock is a good uh, concert experience. There was different things that I was getting out of raving that you didn't need. Because it sounds like you were like a normal person. And when you saw something negative and awful, you walked the other way and said, that's not for me. My whole life was like, my whole childhood life was so filled with negativity and violence and awfulness. that when I I hear you. When I went to rehab, I got out and I got sober. I like had missed all of the parts of like a regular developmental childhood. I'd missed all the right. innocent fun parts. That when I went to raves, I True. got to retry that. I like I got to inside that scene, I got to like somehow have a second chance at a at a childhood, even though there were drugs and sex and all that kind of stuff. It was also like innocent and 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 softened me in a way that was necessary for my development and necessary for me to become your friend, Tim. Did you do the sex and we, part? And, and I appreciate that. Because I don't want you to... I mean, I know you you received what I just said the way it was meant to be received. It was like, it's nice now that we're 
we could get we get along. No, I mean, I friend. I think of it like a pendulum. Like I was on one side yeah. of this like life pendulum where I was so damaged and fucked up and then raves pulled me all the way over to the other side to a degree that was like actually absurd and stupid and yes if you had right. seen me back then you'd been like oh my god this kid looks ridiculous in order for me to like swing back to the middle in my adult life and be like a regular human being I, to me right. raves are as like key a psychological component to my development as the 12 steps were as therapy was as the podcasting community has been wow. That last part was um, a joke. Let's take a call. I want, I want to include the audience. Matt, it could be a hothead or it could be a zoomer, whatever you want. Knowing your own well, darkness. There's a lot of drug talk. Uh, a lot of folks have drug talk. Other people. Ronald, you have some quote. drug talk? <sighs> Ronald McDonald's on the phone. Oh, Hello, everybody. Mr. McDonald, COVID, so big fan. Oh, could you throw a mask on? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I threw my last one out. I'm trapped at home. <laughs> Um, anyway, guys, hi everyone. I like to say. Are you also off, behind like, a? Yeah, are you like in uh, prison a, right a now? Window? <laughs> yeah, there's a window. Here. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but did you hear, dude? The new variant can be spread through Zoom. I swear to God, I didn't make that oh, up. No. The CDC just said the new variant is is Zoom. I'm using a VPN, so it's okay. Okay, good. Um, very very nice selection of hats, guys. I like the variety of hats. And, uh, there's so many hats. You don't see me with a hat on, by the way. I'm yeah, indoors. I don't so wear hats. Tin. It's called your it's called so class. Great. It's called. Anyways, so my question, um, I work in addictions and mental health as a nurse and inpatient, so I see a lot of stuff to do with drugs, um, people taking too many drugs, ending up in hospital, some people can't take drugs, you know, just like some people can't drink because they get depressed, blah, 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 not to make it serious, but, um, or get too down, but has anyone had any experience with someone who's taken any substances and you've been worried that they need to go to hospital or that they've ended up in hospital and this can be you know funny stories doesn't have to be like sad Corn. you know oh my friend od'd or something like that i would i'm sure moshe has plenty i have a lot i i yeah. beyond just my years in in rehab and aa stuff when i was in the rave world and actually yeah. at Burning Man. That's the, the the third subculture in the book. I worked at Burning Man for 15 years and I went for the first time in 1996. Um, I have, I think, like a spiritual, like a, a metaphysical ability to be the designated driver everywhere I am. Like somehow I run into the person that's overdosing at every, I'm always the guy that somehow finds the overdosing person. And I think it's because I mean, I don't really believe in magic in this way, but I do think there's some part of the universe that allows me to be the person that discovers that person because I'm sober in these spaces where people are doing so many drugs. So I'm not okay. going to panic and freak out, and I will know how to get that person help. So yes, I I have a lot of times called for help or figured out a person that was in drug trouble. This is pre-fentanyl where the overdose situation is much more serious. Oh, yeah, now. I wanted to bring that up because I got a message. And by the way, I was there for when Vic overdosed on uh, Vic overdosed on cherries. I was part of that. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was pretty yeah. scary. <laughs> but um, I wanted to pass this along because my the this, uh, woman that helps me with my music wrote sort of a, a, a message to a bunch of people she represents. And was like, please be aware that the drug there's there's some really bad cocaine out there and drugs in general, of course. But there's people like that we know. Um, I don't want to name any names, but like people that uh, were at shows of people we know. I would say that you would be like at that show, people like ODing on 
on Coke that had fentanyl in it. Hey guys, so, Jeremy Renner. I mean, it's very legalize scary. It, I don't. Luckily, it. I don't do. I don't do any of that stuff. So I don't worry about getting tainted stuff with fentanyl. But I know that it's part of, you know, young persons. Uh, many people potentially listening to the show right now who dabble or kind of are going to try it for fun or their friends are doing it. It is. It should be known that uh, there's. It's very at the mo at this moment right now. It's very very. Uh, dangerous. Can I have a sniff? And Moshe, is there any like altering drugs or substances you take now? Or is, I mean, do you, is LSD out or are you I, just completely sober? I'm completely sober. Completely? Okay. And I, I, um, well, to what Tim's saying, you should test your drugs, right? Would you agree with that, COVID friend? You t test your yeah, drugs. Yeah, it's just sure. always, that's harm reduction. Take like half or less of what you think you should take and test it for fentanyl. But Vic, to your question, oh, yeah, I get tested, yeah. to your question, I got really, I really started because I left AA, um, and, and that's a, a big part of the book. You know, each, each segment of the book mm -hmm. is like a history of the of the subculture and then my time in it, and a part of my what I wrote about in the book is like my slow journey out of being like sort of active in that in that world and in that community, and and I started to think about psychedelics as like I've never is what we we're talking about, Tim. Like I never tried it as an adult. I never tried it with any intentionality with any yeah. like uh, kind of meaningfulness to right. it. And I really actually yeah. think psychedelics have uh, like a lot of power. And if I could do them with a like a clinician or a, a spiritual guide or something, yeah. there's something really positive mm -hmm. and beautiful about it. And I was really thinking about it. I was like really kind of almost thinking, I maybe I will do this. And Natasha got pregnant. Oh, okay. And then I thought, yeah. I don't have any desire. Who's to the dad? <laughs> I don't. It's Vic. That's why I'm telling That's him this story. Cool. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I just was like, I don't have any desire to like mix these stories together yeah, of my yeah. decision to not yes. be clean and sober well, and my and my, my. Well, she's not pregnant uh, now. She, that's true, but now, so now I. You can. But now she's here, and I'm a dad. And but your like, daughter's better than acid. A hundred percent, my daughter's better than acid. <laughs> I've done acid, and I've never had um, a, a person grow up in my house that it's my job to teach them how to be an adult and all that stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't have any desire to do it now. But there was a time when I was thinking about right, it. Okay. Listen, cool. we we are we're um, having so much fun, and and time is flying. Do you, do you realize how time is flying? And do you, do you even acknowledge time? You talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking to? I, I'm. Is this about me being almost late? No, no. I'm just. <laughs> I just want to um, make sure we stay on time because we have a musical guest coming in. I want to get to Doug's. I mean, I want to get to Vic's um, new guy. People are oh, all yeah. excited about that. As if on cue. As if on cue. Hello. Well, what do you think, Matt? Why don't you check in? You seem to be completely checked out. Uh, well. <laughs> DJ Harrison just uh, walked into the room, which thank you, you can't guess. see. Thank you, guest. Thank you, caller, by the way. Thank, thank you. you for the work you do, too. Oh, yes, Ronald. Um, yeah, we can uh, check in with... Sorry, Ronald had a funny golden thumb. Yeah, let's uh, check in with DJ, or do you want to watch... I feel like we need to give a wider berth for Vic's new guy, huh? I agree. get into that. I can do a new guy first? Should we take a quick hotliner and then get to yeah. DJ? Let's do yeah. that. Larry, is that your name? 614, you're on the hotline. Next caller. Hello? Hello? Hey, is this, is this Tim? Yes, it is Tim Heidecker. How are you? Hello. I'm, I'm very good. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Jacob. I'm, a, I'm a, a college student, and uh, I was just 
I was calling I don't, I don't, on Cinema Question, actually. Okay, um, make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you make a lot of jokes in, on cinema um, related to, to, to diabetes. I was wondering, are you actually type, are you type 1? I, I know the, joke, the jokes in, in, in the show you make are, are you I'm got not. diabetes. I don't, I don't not, think you're I not am. Type one. I, no, you I don't. don't. Are you? Okay. I, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it was, it was relatable. It was relatable. Huh? Um, oh, good. Well, we. Uh, but, I hope it brings you joy. You say, did you say good? <laughs> I hope, well, I, you hope yeah. that brings some joy. <laughs> I hope my teasing about I'm, diabetes brings I'm, you joy. Diabetes, just, I don't know about you, Moshe. Well, you can I, chime I in here. The teasing just not of me. Well, I think I, I, there's something, for me at least, there's words that are funny, right? There, I think there are words that are funny. Corn. And one of those words is diabetes. Because you're uh, thinking you know what another of, word is uh, uh, you're thinking diarrhea. Diarrhea is a funny word, but you're thinking of the oatmeal guy Binge. saying diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. Diabetes. Yes. That's that's funny. Diabetes. D- diabetes itself not Binge funny. Wilford Brimley well, saying diabetes di- is you know it's it's a thing, but it's treatable. And, you, know, and, you know, it's it's not the end of the I, world, is it? And by the way, I haven't made diabetes I, jokes on on cinema in like seven years. Like I I think that was like a season three. Uh, it was early, uh, yeah. Condition. What disease are you making fun of this season? <laughs> oh, a new one. What do you got? You would know if you uh, watched the show, but <laughs> I know people people in Hollywood don't watch other people's work. Diabetes. <laughs> I listened to your Stabby. album. Stabby. You know I'm a huge Stabby. fan, Tim. <laughs> I know. Diabetes. Um, wait, I can bring Stabby. our musical guest into my uh, the world of my book. The last rate. You're on Stone Throw Records. Mm-hmm. The last rave I ever threw was called Pangea, and we booked uh, Peanut Butter Wolf. Mm-hmm. Oh. The Diabetes. owner? Yeah, the founder yeah, of Stone's Throw Records. I, Thank I, you, Wilford. This is a real connection piece we've got. Mm. All right, let me go through the, this, the what's going to happen right now. Roadhouse, okay? I believe he runs at. <laughs> was that his place? I, I think so. That. Oh, cool. That could be fake I need news, to, I need to not, Matt, book me a flight to get not. back in the studio right now. Because I need to rein this in. There's a band called um, the Diabetes, and it's Wilford <laughs> Brimley. I, I really want to play this for a second. All right, well, let's hear it. Let's, Never mind. Okay. Let's, let's uh, preview it and let, let Tim introduce DJ. Listen, we're going to do this. We're going to have music from not a DJ, a musician named DJ Harrison. <laughs> and uh, uh, We're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, we got... Uh, Vic's new guy. We've got some thoughts I have on another uh, on a big movie that's out right now called Zone of Interest, and uh, Doug's acting reel. And Doug has a new game. Mm. So if you're watching this in the future, join us at Patreon.com/slash/OfficeHoursLive. It's all about if you're the second live, half. Stick around. It's all excuse, about the second me? half. It's all about the second half today. I, I Wait a second. Can't get a damn sentence out. But Go back I to Canada. <laughs> I appreciate the th- enthusiasm. Oh, come on. Um, so take it away, DJ Harrison, and we'll be back in a few. Stay upstairs, that better 
Another plane. And we need a woman to clean it up. And that woman is Michael, Hillary. We will always believe in you. And to us, you are Peter Pan. Hello, everybody. It's me, Keith. Do you want more from the Holy Trinity? Well, you're in luck because there's another full hour of this show at patreon.com slash office hours live. You'll also get access to Tim's Saturday morning blogs, game nights, the Joel Hole and so much more with Office Hours Plus. The best part is, it's only $5 per month or $55 for a full year, because talk is cheap. I dare you to find a bigger bang for your buck somewhere else. Anyway, get all of the satisfaction you'll ever need today at patreon.com slash officehourslive. And guess what? You'll get a free seven-day trial. How about that? Now put those sticky fingers to work and click on over there. <laughs>